Joe are kicking off another week. But we actually have a bit of an announcement, don't we? Yeah, we've got something uh something big for the podcast coming up next week. Bigger than average. Yeah. Um, which is not something we can normally complain, we can normally boast about. So <laughs> we're pretty excited about this. Yes, we don't usually boast about our size, but next week is actually going to be the biggest week for this show that we've actually done. Now we've we've done two episode weeks pretty consistently here. Yeah. We've had a few uh few weeks where we're like, you know what? Content was so good. And instead of doing a side stitch, we're just gonna do a full episode out of this. Yeah. But this this one next week, we take it, dare I say, up another notch. Yes. Yeah. We, take we it, go full emerald. <laughs> we, we take it across the galaxy and we're covering one of our favorite properties, the Firefly property, which would end up spawning the Serenity movie and some pretty fun comics. Yeah, the comics are fun. I don't know. Does it ever get a video game? I don't get a video no, game. I got a, Maybe got a video, video game. game. Canceled video game. <laughs> but uh, tell you what, here is the announcement. We're going to be doing three full episodes next week. Mm-hmm. And each one is going to invite one of our friends who love either Firefly or Serenity. Uh, we're going to be joined by the sudden but inevitable rewatch podcast mm-hmm. with their friends, Jesse and Ricky D of Best Flicks with Ricky D. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then uh, we'll be joined uh, by your friends from Measuring the Score, yes. uh, Chris and Leslie Lott, to talk about the uh, music and the score of both the series and the movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be wrapping up the week with our friend Sean from Cheap Seat Reviews. We'll be covering the movie Serenity, as well as the lasting impact of, mm-hmm. of the property on pop culture. Mm-hmm. So, folks, we are really excited to bring this to you. Once again, three full episodes are going to be dropping during that week. So, obviously, not this week, of course. We've still got some fun content for you. Absolutely. So, either clear your schedule or find stuff to do that you'd like to have us like you know talking to you throughout the day with <laughs> yes. so either busy yourself or or do nothing yeah yeah just do what you normally do yeah, do what you normally do when you listen to us yeah listen to us more but tell you what it's coming folks so there's going to be roughly about geez four and a half five hours worth of content oh to easily to. yeah mm-hmm. so clear that schedule if you've got a desk and there's papers on it you just wipe all of that off of that desk dramatic fashion dramatic fashion and then realize that it was completely unnecessary and you just plug us into your ears maybe go for a walk or you pick up that mess you just made while listening to us talk about firefly with uh five really cool people yeah it was a fun week we hope you guys enjoy it as well but once again it's coming it is coming quick but hey this week we're actually talking about Mm anti-heroes and in our main series later this week we're actually going to be talking you know much more about the literary influences as well as some of the you know comic book properties yeah. that we really yeah. were attached to. Lots of reading uh, was <laughs> was done for those for that episode to prepare for it. Not like super crazy research. Like no, these are just things that we've read before. Yeah, sort of one, things. If there's yeah. one thing I hate more mm-hmm. than water chestnuts, it is having to read. Oof. Oh man, like you really hated it. I mean, I know, I know. Like I was, I, I liked it. That's because I used to get coupons for like personal pan pizzas from Pizza Hut. But when that program died, when Read It was done, there was no point in going on with reading. Mm-mm. Most of us early teens were just questioning life in general at that point in time. <laughs> but tell you what, we don't always have time to cover everything on this show. And that's very clear in the topic mm-hmm. of antiheroes. But what we wanted to do was pull back the curtain a little bit and mm-hmm. talk about some of our favorite film-based yeah. antiheroes. Because yeah, we don't really, really go into the films. 
No, uh, at all. There's no time. Episode. There was no time at all. There's absolutely no none. time. So we're happy to once again bring you this this mm-hmm. live conversation between Joe and I, as opposed to our normal setup, which is yeah. halfway across the state. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we are still coming to you live, not live, live-ish. formally live, live-ish yeah. from Mark's basement yeah. at the same time. Mark's usually down here, <laughs> yeah. but I'm down here this time too. I'm usually hiding down here, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But tell you what, getting into our, our film, you know, favorite anti-heroes, mm-hmm. you know, I, I knew right away that at least the one person that comments on this show would probably go, why don't you talk about Han Solo? Yeah. He shot first. He did. As much as you want to edit and make new cuts and versions, we know he shot first. Oh. And that's kind of why we like him so much. <laughs> Honestly, he was he was always my favorite character. Mm-hmm. You know, back when everybody else was, you know, pining for being a Jedi or, oh, yeah. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I was the guy going, no, I want, like, knee-high boots and, and a vest. And a walking carpet. Yeah. 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 With a bandolier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I loved Han Solo. I mean, I think for me, it was because the swashbuckler was just kind of cool in general. But then yeah. I realized just how much I hated doing things when people asked me to do them. Yeah. Like you probably would have done them. But it's the fact that someone asked you to do it, it's like, no, no, I'm not interested anymore. I'm no. out. No, it's like when your mom asked you to take the trash out, but you were going to do it anyway. Yeah. It was starting to smell. You realized it. You're going to do something about it. But then when mom complains and says something, you know what? No, no, no. I was going to do it, but now I'm going to wait harder. Yeah, because I'm going to make myself put up with it because I know you're annoyed by it even more than I am. (laughs) Your annoyance is my motivator, Mm -hmm. which is basically Han Solo in a nutshell, right? Yeah, completely. Uh, That's why everything's fine here. Like Everything's fine. (laughs) Uh, How are are you? you. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Han Solo was interesting, though, because um, he definitely has the anti-hero vibe Mm -hmm. to start Star Wars. Oh, yeah. You know, he's only motivated by his own dealings, right? Yeah, money. Yeah, he owes Jabba the Hutt big time. Yeah. We he don't know what for. Deal. No, we do know do what for. Do we know for. what for? What happened? Like- we absolutely know what for. So he had, uh, basically, he had his, like, you know, his, his uh, the Millennium Falcon, as he says. Oh, the Falcon, yes. And So he was carrying a shipment that was... Oh, know, yeah, he didn't ditch it. That's right, yeah. He ditched the page. He ditched it because yeah, he ditched there was it. an Imperial... Yes, like the patrol. first sight of yeah. an imperial ship, and he drops the just payload. came right back to me. There's what it is. Yeah. Okay, I get it. I yeah. remember, I remember now. Just yeah, yeah. you can't blame the guy. Well, I mean, you could if you. I guess if you paid him and use you your stuff. Him. Yeah, maybe a little blame. <laughs> which, maybe a little. Which and up until the um, the extended version of A New Hope, mm-hmm. we didn't have the full context of this, yeah. right? Not until we had the the scene where he actually talks to Jabba and mm-hmm. they're you know they're they're talking on Tatooine and he you know he mentions this full scenario yeah and yeah right around the that sweet sweet rock technology that oh, came in in that movie yes the brilliant rock technology yes. and then that extra glimpse of Boba Fett that we get that still means nothing for him <laughs> in the original nothing, trilogy nothing at all yeah. which I guess like he's not an antihero Boba Fett he's he's just an asshole well how could you say he's an antihero when there's really nothing that really happens with him. Yeah. I guess that was my biggest gripe for him too, is uh, originally when people, my friends would say, Oh, Boba Fett's such a badass. Who wouldn't remember Batman? I'm like, I'm pretty sure a child could beat Boba Fett oh, without yeah. trying. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, completely. It, it, his, his mm-hmm. like anti-hero turn didn't even happen until we got thick fat in the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. That was the first time he became a badass. Yeah. I'm sorry if I was supposed to read all of the books and all of the comics after the movies were made yeah. to see that he's a badass character, then he's a bad character. Yeah. Yeah. He well, was. But, 
but then now he, I take it back. Yeah. Both, now both, he's a badass. Both are thick. That dude's got that mm-hmm. staff that he was kicking ass with. Daddy fat, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. But hey, back to Han Solo. So he ditches that. <laughs> he ditches yes. that cargo. Yes. Jabba's very mad about it. And that brings us to, uh, yeah. Well, uh, well, but it's Mos Eisley. Well, but for him, though, like Han Solo definitely has the strong anti hero vibe, right? Mm hmm. But then he does have his moment of redemption at the end of Star Wars. Yeah. For, so this is not going to be a spoiler alert because mm-hmm. I'm just assuming. I mean, you have not seen the first three movies. Come on. Yeah. Like you, the only people who haven't seen Star Wars are the people who are in Star Wars, man. <laughs> yes. And that's because they've lived <laughs> the, the Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> it's true. Oh. But but I mean, like that's why I was hesitant to like kind of like mm-hmm. write him on my notes for you know anti-hero because it's it's not consistent right yeah like so for him being an anti-hero yeah if you watched like the first star wars movie or rather episode four new hope mm-hmm. you know he is an anti-hero pretty much up until like the last 10 minutes of the movie yeah right because he gets mm-hmm. paid for helping save Princess he does Leia. Mm-hmm. yeah he, who knows what he does with that money uh, only assume uh i mean he was i'm pretty sure he only takes enough for uh what uh food gas and tolls or or and hear me out buying a new pair of pants with that little you know checker pattern on the side oh, because yeah. they're red at first mm-hmm. but then later on they're yellow yeah but i mean don't you, don't you know the difference between the two color things i have no clue oh that really yeah. i know something about star wars that you don't yeah it could be the beer or the pizza we had tonight but oh. yeah i'm clouded right now yeah so the, the deal is is um like do you remember like the uh like the planetary force or the the federation that he fought with before yeah the whole thing yeah, yeah. remember those guys yeah yeah what's their name Oh crap, I forgot too a little bit. But anyway, um, so basically, um I remember the force though. I remember that I remember not the force, the force, like, not the force he fought yeah, with. Yes. with yeah. yes. But basically, um the coloring indicated like kind of like your level of skill. Like it means like if you if you had the red stripes, oh, that's because you had killed successfully so many people. Okay. And just like, this guy's a badass. You got the red pants. Yeah. But if you got the yellow pants, yeah. you didn't kill as many of the like the imperial force. Wait, um, so he starts off with the red stripes on his pants, mm-hmm. but then he has the yellow later on. See, he had both, and one of the reasons why he switches is to try and draw less attraction to like his, to his skill from the empire. But he still killed people. Oh, he though. still killed people. But at least yeah. this way, he's not a red pant guy. He's like, okay, so like he's 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 against us, huh. but at least he's not a red stripe guy because woo. If he's a red stripe guy, we'd come down hard on him. Yeah, but I mean, it's but kind of like in modern society. I mean, if if you know with you know a certain amount of fact that someone's mm-hmm. killed someone, does that make you view them in a more positive light or less positive light? Well, I mean, Jack the Ripper only got five people, and he got he was there's a lot of notoriety. <laughs> We're still talking about that guy. Um, well, I guess this is a good topic to rope into an <laughs> anti-hero discussion because we're talking about. <laughs> Why someone is is more or lesser based on the amount of people they've killed, their yeah. body count. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting, though. I actually, of all the stuff I've read on Star Wars, I'm surprised I did not know that one. Yeah, I don't know how I know, to be honest. Because again, like I, I was, I was the Luke Skywalker guy growing up. Like I was like, oh yeah, laser swords, man. Like that's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Which again, like calling it a laser sword, I'm an asshole for doing that because well, the lightsaber is much better. Yeah. Well, to this day, though, mm-hmm. no matter what blade you're handed, whether it's metal, laser, whatever, you just throw it over your shoulder. Oh, you do every time it's presented to you. You can't do that in Star Wars. No, <laughs> it's a bad idea. Yeah, I tried to give you a, a just a plastic knife to cut your food with once, and you threw it over your shoulder. Yeah, I just. 
right here. Like it looks like you can't see it, but it is ridiculous how much you have to bend to do that. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a provocative mm-hmm. action you took there. Very weird. Yeah. Um, it, well, you know, for for Han Solo though, mm-hmm. like, yeah, he, so he goes from, you know, obviously the the, the plucky mercenary mm-hmm. to, you know, pseudo good guy by yep. the end of Return of the Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's made that full transformation. Oh, like, completely. Yep, I'm a freedom fighter now. Mm-hmm. I've got that long flowing jacket. I'm a general. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's 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 fully immersed in it. But oh yeah, he's in the role. But then, then, sudden turn, all of a sudden he drops it all. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. Ben Solo. You know, he's he he kills some folks and uh, Ben Solo. And then Han Solo, he's just he's just right on back on that anti-hero train again. Yeah, he's like, you know what, this kid sucks. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to do my own thing. Yeah, I'm gonna ditch the wife, ditch even the though wife. she's got a stressful job. Yeah, you know, trying to. Lead a new rebellion again for some reason for some reason we're we're completely just gonna say you know we we fought to make this new government overthrow the, the evil one but you know what maybe that first evil empire wasn't so bad or maybe uh it was such an emotionally traumatic time that mm-hmm. i'm just going to ignore all yeah. of my responsibilities mm-hmm. and just take off and start screwing over the galaxy one job at a time again oh my gosh yeah just again like i don't know all the decision making for that new trilogy, I just don't don't get not yeah. one bit. Yeah. So yeah, he goes back to being an antihero. Um, and who can blame him a little bit for that? Well, at least from a writing standpoint, because we love him more as the antihero, didn't we? I guess. I mean, yeah. like when he gave that that amazing line in Empire Strikes Back, when he's about to get frozen in carbonite, mm-hmm. and Leia's all like, I love you. And he's just like, I know. Yeah. yeah I know, that's baby. Badass. Yeah. I mean, granted, I, I know what you're thinking. I think we all know, like, like the story behind oh, that. Yeah, just because, looks... yeah, they had, to, they had to do that scene so many times. Harrison first yeah. got sick of saying, I love you. Oh, yeah. That he just says, I know. Yeah. And like, you know what? That's great. Yeah. We're going to keep that one. Oh, yeah. So, because it, it, it made, like, you know, it just reflected the character so well at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and I know, I think the first time he said, by the beard of Zeus, uh, and then he sung Afternoon Delight, the second take. So, he did. So they're like, you know what? Like, what? Tone it down. Tone it down a little bit. And then he they went with Odin's Raven after that. Like, no, 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 no. Still too hot. Too hot. Too hot. Bring it down. <laughs> too spicy. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Harrison. Bring it down. Yeah. You know, I, I, I will say that this is obviously a journey for him as a character and an mm-hmm. actor that, you know, spans well over 30 years. 35, 40. I don't know. 30 years. I, I can't do maths right now. I can't know. But it, it also, like, yeah, because of that, it's, it's gone on so long that, like, he can get away with shit in real life and we would, it's fine. Like, he could he could crash land a World War II plane yeah. on a golf course, and yeah. we're just like, "That's Han Solo. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, that's He'll nice. just get up and walk out and be like, oh, just playing through.' And we'll be like, yeah. sure. <laughs> play it where it lands. <laughs> yeah, play, play it where it lands. lands. <laughs> I went into this P fifty one. You have to hit it. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh my god. Well, you know what? That is a good point, though. Mm-hmm. I would say the most enjoyable aspects of Han Solo were those bits right like it it was the stuff before he became stereotypical hero Mm -hmm. um so to that point yes i i I do agree with that um but you know what let's talk about someone who doesn't quite go through that type of journey no someone who doesn't have a a reformed transformation at least not one that we see on screen No. no he because what we actually see is we start with the reformed character yes who is then forced back into the anti-hero role and that would be keanu reeves as john wick in the three films that we have so far oh, absolutely and yeah. i just remember this first film coming out 
and I didn't see it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think I, I watched on a DVD release and I remember seeing it. I remember like, I didn't watch it because like, okay, like the last Keanu movie I saw in the theaters was like 47 Ronin mm. and I fell asleep twice in it that's, in yeah. one movie. Yeah. Twice. And I was like, you know what? Like it's a Keanu movie. It's a hit or miss. Like he's a nice guy. Don't get me wrong. Keanu Reeves is a great guy, but like his movie is hit or miss for me. So I rent, yeah. I rent this one and holy shit. It was good. Like it was so good. Like everything about this movie was good. Like it felt like how, like, you know, like in some, a lot of cases, like you have a role is made in a movie and some's like, you know what? This is this person. Like, so it's more or less like that role like fits that actor so well. So they just go and get that actor. And it usually like, you can tell like, okay, like this is clearly, this is written for Will Ferrell. This is written for Kevin Hart. This is written for someone along the lines. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, And then you get this movie and it's pretty much written for Keanu Reeves is the John Wick character is very, he's stoic. He's very quiet, but very focused and very good at what he does. Um, and we see that throughout this whole movie and it just kind of fits Keanu Reeves so, so very well. And another thing that I remember like really watching this with a, with a friend of the, uh, for the first time, uh, well, for, he saw it for the first time, I, I, I convinced him to watch the movie one, cause one, it was just a welcomed like break from the superhero franchise that has yeah. exploded over the past like decade or so. And the buildup to John Wick within the first movie yeah. is incredible. Like yeah. the more like you meet new characters, it's basically just to add to this mythos of the of the John Wick character and how much of a badass he used to be. Well, or it's how much of a badass he can be he if can he allows be. himself to be. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so to your point though of the the early stages of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he clearly is reformed because he's gotten out, right? Yes. He's mm-hmm. finally gotten out. And uh, then he just gets pulled right back in. Yep. It, it's reminiscent mm-hmm. of, um, if you ever watched uh, Road to Perdition, where Tom Hanks plays a hitman who's trying to get out of the mob. I have not seen that one, no. Pretty solid movie. We're not mm-hmm. going to get too far into it. But it the, the parallels are very similar, where someone is trying to get clean or you know, they've got this, this tremendously high body count because of their efficiency Mm -hmm. and, and he's trying to, you know, go straight. Well, same thing happens here. You know, uh, Keanu Reeves, John Wick, he's, he's finally heading towards that retirement. He's fought so hard to get, Mm -hmm. you know, calculated such a high body count for, but for him to be so callous towards killing, that's the part of, of this where you, you know, you're, you're kind of mm-hmm. struggling with it the whole movie. It's like you, you, you obviously love the character. Yeah. You love the guy, mm-hmm. you know, even though he doesn't talk a whole lot. No, no. He's very, very, <laughs> very quiet. He's very, very quiet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's just a, he's a one man army. Yeah. And, and you want to see what he does next. You do. You just really do. And again, like that really builds the whole antihero thing is you definitely agree that like John Wick deserves revenge for what happened. Yes. And we're not going to give away what happened because like in the event that you have missed these movies, yeah. I absolutely do not want to ruin them for you. Like John Wick, so far, like we said, there are three of them. The first one I think is a masterpiece. It is a beautiful cinema. And again, like you figuring out and piecing together a little more of John Wick each, each like bit the movie goes on. Yeah. And um, 
each scene you meet someone new even they don't have to be like big characters like one of my favorite scenes this movie is um basically think of like the home invasion sequence oh yeah oh yeah. his home gets raided yeah and, and the, the cop shows the up. cop shows up because <laughs> of a noise complaint and then he uh the cop sees um all the bodies that john wick has accumulated from the people who broke into his home yeah and he's just like you uh you working again yeah something like that yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yep. Have well, a nice night, John. Yep. <laughs> the yeah. cop just goes away. Yeah. Just leaves completely. Yeah. So it's like, oh my God. Like even like a like a grunt police officer knows the oh, legend yeah. of John Wick yeah. and is gonna leave him alone. So it's just so beautifully done. Like this, in my opinion, like the second entry into the series is is the weakest, but even in the weakest, it's the weakest. Well, if it's the weakest link, that chain is still strong. It's not breaking on you. Yeah. It's still a really good movie. And then the third just like oh, cranks it up uh, to yeah. 11. And to mm -hmm. the point, though, of the John Wick series, I mean, this isn't a, a series where it's like an anthology like mm -hmm. with Indiana Jones, right? No, no, no. I mean, you could watch any of the, I'm not going to say all four, of the first three Indiana Jones, mm -hmm. and, and it doesn't matter. You could watch you any, of any order. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, mm -hmm. Entertaining. But John Wick does require you to actually watch mm -hmm those three movies in order if you jump in in two and never saw one mm -hmm. yeah you're screwing yourself over yeah and you're you're doing yourself a disservice because yeah. again one all the movies are great one is the best in the series but it's yeah. not like you know i don't know like i don't know the first album was the best and the rest aren't worth listening to and you're only a real fan if like the first one no 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 the first movie is the best because it just it, i mean it sucks you in it's so good yeah um but yeah, the rest of the other two are great. And there's a fourth coming out. Oh, yeah. And, and it, what's also exciting is that Keanu Reeves has gone on stage like, hey, if people want to keep seeing these movies, I'll keep making them. So pff, well, bring them on. You brought up an interesting point mm -hmm. earlier, though, that I want to absolutely bring into this. Because when we have revenge stories, right, mm -hmm. as viewers and, and as fans, we tend to kind of view this as a mathematical operation where if you multiply a negative by a negative, yeah. you get a positive, right? Yeah. And that's kind of what happens here. You have mm -hmm. a guy who indiscriminately kills to satisfy his revenge, mm -hmm. right? And and so because of that, um, in a standard revenge story, if you have a good character who is, you know, obviously the victim of something, mm -hmm. okay, that's like taken, right? Yeah. You've got Liam Neeson kicking ass. You're not questioning any of it because no. he's getting revenge for his daughter, right? Mm -hmm. But John Wick, you know, his wife has tragically passed away. Yep. And, and you know, she gets him a puppy, mm -hmm. right? As a kind of like a parting gift, like, John, don't give up on life. Here's something to love and take care of yeah. now that I'm gone sort of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that negative times negative thing here, I, I really do think is what we need to focus on because, you know, John Wick he he's a he's a good character in the sense that we're presented to him mm -hmm. as someone who deserved a happy ending based off of the things he's been through mm -hmm. but he's still done some pretty really bad, bad shit, shit. yeah <laughs> yeah and then what's also great is like as the series goes on the movies you find out he's really has done some bad shit yeah like yeah. he's no angel no no his ledger yeah. did not need to be wiped one not deserve to be wiped clean yeah. but yeah no he He's definitely done a lot of bad things, and he was really good at the bad things. Oh, he was, he was, very, very good at the bad things. He was tremendously good at the mm -hmm. bad things. And then in the first movie, again, like like we've said, it's, it's been a revenge story. So, like you have um, the characters who you know rob John Wick of part of the uh, part of his happiness of this 
one last semblance of his of his of his wife. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, well, he deserves revenge to get that one person, right? Or yeah. those like three people. Yeah. Not 30 people. Well, that, so that's the question, right? <laughs> he deserves revenge mm-hmm. on the people who came at him, right? Yeah. In, in retirement mm-hmm. and and used their position of power to get at him. So let's just let's just remove that aspect mm-hmm. of the scenario though. Okay. Why do we like John, John Wick? Wick? Without the revenge aspect, mm-hmm. without the reasoning for justifying anti-hero behavior, why mm-hmm. do we like John Wick? It's just because of the hot action? I think it's because of the hot action. And the hot action's there and it's done so well. Like it doesn't look cheesy or yeah. corny or it's true. He trained, he trained uh mm-hmm. like legit military weapon handling mm-hmm. to portray this this like you know a grade yeah. uh, assassin mm-hmm. like it's he, not... his weapon handling how he, how he moves in the movie mm-hmm. like it's all designed to make it look like yes this guy is it's legit active. he yeah. double taps almost everything mm-hmm. too like he, he does, does not, not leave around no. no and like if you compare this to like his other stuff like of course like the matrix like the matrix is, is groundbreaking for its time yeah. it is fun but like again like you could tell like this stuff is fake as shit Wait, like, like, obviously, if you're, it's look, supposed if you, to look that way. If you look at the green screen stuff, mm-hmm. how they achieve the bullet time. Oh my god, it's over, hilarious! It's it's these dudes in like skin tight green, green screen, screen outfits holding like a, a, a stick, and they grab it. <laughs> that did not happen in this movie. For did not happen. No, yeah. and then other things too. Like if you ever seen the movie Equilibrium with oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Christian Bale, Christian Bale, Batman himself. Yeah, yeah, like that's like developing martial arts with guns and like it's cool but it's over like it's over the top like it is yeah. just ridiculous looking so like if you think like movies that do like these really great or like gun choreography yeah. but they almost always all look fake this movie isn't bad no, like no. it is really really well done like again like i know we've got one one friend in the military who we watched this with and he's like this is good yeah. like this is like this is tactical this is legitimate like this this makes sense yeah. like it's really really well done yeah, and honestly, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of where I was with it. Like, I I'm not going to say that I was trying to write an essay or a thesis on this movie <laughs> as I watched it, but the mm-hmm. first time I saw it, I'm like, okay, you know what? I understand the revenge angle. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal. I get that, but but I kept asking myself, why do I like John Wick for reasons that aren't John Wicky? Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> like John Wick Wicky. Yeah, yeah. The stuff the stuff that I'm seeing right mm-hmm. now. Like, I want to find out how can I justify liking him. Yeah. Um, because he's yeah he's got tremendously high body counts mm-hmm. you know i mean you can't tell me that every single person that dies in an action sequence justifiably needs to go no no and it's not like i don't know like you think like the, the 80s action movies and you've got like rambo and uh uh i don't know like anything with schwarzenegger and like one bad thing happens like oh no like they kidnapped my kid yeah. and now i'm going to like basically bring down an entire small country's militia because of it and it's always over the top it's like they're just walking straight forward with like one automatic weapon and killing everything like an m60 in one arm yeah like (laughs) he's he's like in the middle of an open field like he should be an easy target big weapon or not yeah um well it it reminds me of that cut scene from austin powers where they show the guy that dies in in the steamroller mm -hmm. and and on the extras for this they showed Mm -hmm. like his family and what they went through after austin powers (laughs) kills him and so that's that's kind of what i'm thinking about Mm -hmm. here it's like yeah it's like these body counts are ridiculously ridiculously high high. 
Yeah, yeah. should ever is it justifiable? I don't know. No. Some people are crazy with their pets, man. So they fine. are. They really are. Fine. It is what it is. I mean, I don't think you think, okay, so in John Wick, we have a very, very short time with him, him and the puppy. Yeah. Do you think he would have called himself a dog dad? Because we talk about like, you know, people he was getting there. Pets. He was, he he was getting, getting there. there. Okay. Yeah, he was absolutely was getting there. there, which yeah. under, I don't know, understand. Looks like me, like I'm not, I'm not in that camp. I will refuse to call myself a dog dad. My dog is like my Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. He's my co-pilot. He's my buddy. He's yeah. not my kid. Good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same point, like uh, kids are basically dogs that slowly learn how to talk. They are. Mm-hmm. That's the only, only differentiating point here. Yep. But you know what? I think if I had to call this one as like a head to head, right? Like mm-hmm. if we were one of those standard top 10 lists right okay and, and we're not judging nothing, people nothing against the top 10 list top 10 lists are fun yeah, we've, we've fun. we've made fun of them a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> but and one but, day we'll make a top 10 of the top 10 times we've made fun of top 10 lists yeah yeah we will we will because there's plenty of examples there mm-hmm. but honestly if i had to pick like between the two of these mm-hmm. and which one was the better anti-hero mm-hmm. i may actually go towards john wick and Damn. not han solo, solo. okay Mm-hmm. Like is that is that a hot take? I don't think it's I don't I don't know I don't think it's too big of a hot take. Like that's I feel like Han Solo definitely like deserves his place among the antiheroes. Is just you know he's fun, he's swashbuckling, he is not like the classic sword wielding hero. He's yeah. not the main hero of the story, but he is the one that we kind of fell in love with the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but John Wick, like, oh, see, like see, this yeah. is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Han Solo reminds me of the friend that shows up to the pizza party that didn't pay for the pizza, mm-hmm. but you let him do it anyway because you're cool with him. And he's charming. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. But like John Wick reminds me of Billy Zane backing up Zoolander. <laughs> he's you a know? cool dude. He's a cool dude. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like you're standing alone and then all of a sudden he just kind of juts yeah. in. And he's sticking his chin up at you. Mm-hmm. And that's John Wick. Yeah, like I, I think that's where I am with it. Yeah, and here's the thing: Han Solo has to remind you that he run the castle run and like under yes, was a ten parsecs. He, he has to tell you. He has to tell you that. Whereas John Wick walks in, yeah. and he says nothing, yeah. but everyone around him is like, "That's John fucking Wick." John Wick is is uh, Jack Sparrow. Yeah, you have heard of him. You haven't. I don't know. Except. He's not the worst assassin it's you've true, ever heard of. He's, he's the best he's, assassin you've ever heard. He's the of. best assassin who's mm-hmm. ever assassined. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of, you know, obviously. Yeah. Etsu Etsu Adetore. Adetore, yes. friends, yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. tell you what, I'm happy we sat down to talk about it because I knew someone was mm-hmm. going to look at this and go, why did you guys miss all of the cinematic yeah. anti-heroes that didn't have mm-hmm. like a literary counterpart, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why we did this. We wanted to give you a little bit more content, obviously. Yep. But we also wanted to expand on this just mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. But also gives us an excuse to once again mm-hmm. mention our biggest week ever coming yeah. up in a week from now. Because that Space Cowboy, big anti-hero himself. Oh, one of the mm-hmm. biggest anti-heroes of all time. Good old Mel. Yeah, good mm-hmm. old Malcolm Reynolds. So, folks, once again, we wanted to talk to you about this just so that you're aware of it. We've got three full episodes coming up next week. Mm-hmm. And we'll be breaking down the Firefly universe with our friends, the Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch podcast as well as measuring the score and the cheap seat reviews. Mm -hmm. And between all four of our podcasts, we may figure out what that sound was that was probably something flying off of the ship. (laughs) The primary buffer panel. (laughs) 